This is Chris Fuselay, owner of the Blake Street Tavern, with today's mental health tip. Sports fans, don't just sit there waiting for Jeff Bezos to fly into town on a silly rocket ship and save the men of orange. I love the smell of a prime deal in the morning. Get down to Lodo and check out the Blake Street Tavern, Denver's premier hoops hangout. We have the NBA League Pass, featuring every NBA game all season long, and we'll have Nuggets game sound on every night. No wonder the Joker says this is a great country. It's the Blake Street Tavern at Park and Blake, where Denver watches sports. All right, I'm going to make this quick. I am currently sitting at a bar in LaGuardia Airport getting ready to come back to Colorado from the SBC Summit in New Jersey, which is this big sports betting convention. Uh, I was out here for the week, but uh, I've got an excerpt from the radio show earlier this week. Had my guy TJ McBride on the show and really insightful conversation with TJ about the state of the Nuggets, Michael Porter Jr., obviously with the back surgery and whatnot. So uh, I want to go ahead and run you guys this clip from the show. You'll hear what TJ had to say. He knows a lot more about this than I do. Uh, The Nuggets get the win this afternoon over the New York Knicks at the Garden, and uh, away we go. But uh, I'm going to get out of here quickly. Here's TJ McBride. We're talking Michael Porter Jr., talking Denver Nuggets, and the season ahead now that this team has uh, been dealt a few body blows with these injuries. So here's Tej, here's the show, and we'll talk to you guys here in just a second. And bring in my man, TJ McBride. He writes some Nuggets contents, content for us here at MyLifeSports.com. Been in and around the Nuggets for quite some time and kind enough to give us a few minutes of his time on this Monday. Tej, how we doing? I'm doing very good. Can you believe that it is 70 degrees outside with December right around the corner? It's, I am enjoying every little bit of it. I walked outside and I honestly grabbed my jacket because it's freezing in the studio, but then you walk outside <laughs> and it's like a summer day. It's absolutely insane. Yes. Typical Colorado weather, huh? Yeah, something like that, man. I just can't believe we haven't seen any snow at this point. It's just it's kind of creeping me out a little bit, but such is life, I guess. All right. Not only that, the Nuggets are getting very creepy at this point. There yeah. is nothing left of this carcass of a roster. It is getting extremely sad to watch. Carcass of a roster. That's very well said because they have been decimated. They got the right hook. They got the left jab. I mean, every punch the injury bug could possibly throw at the Denver Nuggets has been thrown at them. Uh, let's start with the obvious. The news coming down this morning that Michael Porter Jr., the 23-year-old forward, is set to undergo back surgery, which is expected to sideline him indefinitely and potentially for the entire of the season um just what are your thoughts on this situation have you heard anything about leading up you know leading up to this point involving michael porter jr just kind of set the table for us of how he got to this point with mpj in his back yeah to set the table um what had happened is michael porter jr was playing he is out on a transition breakaway and he has that flat tire where he just blows the layup with nobody around him right it was a very funny moment at first without being able to realize the ramifications of what had happened but essentially what had happened is that it had somehow tweaked his back that moment was the catalyst of what we saw so going forward from there it was extremely mysterious as to what was going on i had reported actually that he had gotten an mri and the MRI showed nothing alarming. There was typical, I have played basketball for two months strain that everybody has, but there was nothing alarming that would um, at least give credence to putting him on the injury report for anything specific. So from there, the Nuggets were in wait and see mode. Let's see how his back responds to treatment. Let's see if it gets better with time. Let's do some further testing and see if we can pinpoint what is wrong because the pain never really fully subsided. Eventually, what they get to is, as Mike Singer has reported, is that there is some nerve issue he is dealing with in his back. And anybody who knows anything about nerve issues knows that they can pop up at any given time. There is no standard protocol for when nerves will flare up for an individual. So 
That then happens, the nerve issue report comes out, and everyone starts to get a little nervous. Then Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN this morning comes out and says that Michael Porter Jr. will be getting a back surgery, which will be his third back surgery, in order to rectify whatever is going on in his back. He did not specify the nerve issue, but I do trust the reporting of Mike Singer of the Denver Post. So now we look at why is this happening and what is going on. If you go back and look at the different injuries throughout NBA history, you can actually correlate that anybody who has had a back surgery has a around a 25% chance to have an additional surgery due to nerve issues to either um, get the disc shaved down so there's less pressure or different methods of being able to relieve that pressure. So the surgery and this circumstance itself is not unprecedented and actually kind of common considering the injuries that Michael Porter Jr. has already sustained at this point in his career. So taking a 10,000-foot view, this is horrible for the Nuggets who are in the middle of a real opportunity to contend with a wide-open Western Conference. But in terms of Porter's ability to come back healthy, this is not surprising. This is part of the process of having a back injury. This is why he fell to him at 14. So that is the way that I'm viewing it. That's kind of my table setting per se. And that's kind of the viewpoint that I am operating with. No, and I think it's the right viewpoint. And unfortunately, look, I I had Jeff Morton on the show last week and I asked him, you know, did the Nuggets do their due diligence on the medicals before signing into the max extension? And we've seen, you know, the confirmation that has come out of that from time and time again from multiple different reporters, multiple different outlets. It's just kind of the roll of the dice that you were taking with Michael Porter Jr. Yes, all signs were pointing to that he was A-OK before you signed the contract. He was healthy going into the year, but you always knew in the back of your head that unfortunately, due to his medical history, that this was something that could happen with him over the course of his career. 100%. And that's why there are some very small injury clauses that exist in his maximum contract extension. They're not big, and it's also a reason that the final year of that contract extension is only $12 million guaranteed as a 39. So there are some very small safeguards on either end of the contract to be able to make up for it, but the Nuggets knew exactly what they were getting into, and they're not panicking right now. They are well aware that this is very bad for their odds of winning many games and going deep into the playoffs this season. No one is fooling themselves in that regard, but they are going to err on the side of caution. They're going to get him right, and they're going to remember that Nikola Jokic is 27, right. that Jamal Murray is 27. 24, that Michael Porter Jr. is 23, and all of them are locked up for the foreseeable future with no indication that any of the three of them want out. And you have Will Barton under contract, and you have Aaron Gordon under contract. This is not the end of the Nuggets window. The window is closing, as it always is in the NBA, but it would be foolish to pretend that this is the end of of this era of Denver Nuggets basketball because of the injuries they have sustained, and the Nuggets are not operating in that way. They believe that their best is still ahead of them, and they're going to continue to operate that way. No, I completely agree. And I mean, you can see why, you know, the future is still very bright for this team, assuming MPJ, you know, uh, uh, Murray comes back healthy as well, the whole nine. But it is one of those things where reality does set in. And I mean, the reality of the situation is you're probably not going to have Jamal Murray until what? What's the best case scenario with Jamal? Early February? The last month of the season would be the absolute best. Nobody since right. J.J. Hickson has returned in under 11 months from an ACL. A- exactly. And so I'm not trying to say they have to play for another day, but, you know, it, it, you know you've got a, a special set of circumstances stacked against you. But I saw you had a tweet this morning, I believe, where you talked about, you know, this team isn't going to roll over. Michael Malone hates losing. Nikola Jokic wants to play any given night when he's healthy. You know, what do you think is the mentality of this team moving forward? Obviously, they're going to have to compartmentalize some stuff. No Murray, no uh, MPJ is going to kind of change up the way they process things but what's kind of the outlook for this team moving forward what can they gain out of this season without having two of their three max uh, contract players available 
Well, they're going to be battling. I mean, everybody who has met Michael Malone or has watched the way he interacts on the sidelines or heard a single interview he's ever done knows that that man hates losing more yes. than anything on earth. And he will do whatever it takes within his power to avoid that lifestyle. So they're going to do what they can. And Nikola Jokic, this is a guy who played 65 minutes in a four-overtime playoff game despite his yep. body not being 100%. Like, the guy doesn't care. If he can play basketball, he's going to play basketball. So I don't think there is any reality in which the Nuggets try and do what the Spurs did when they were able to draft Tim Duncan and all of that, where they tanked off one season, were able to get a high draft pick and then go back to contending. I do not see that as a reality for the Nuggets. And if it is, it's not because they chose to do so. It's because the team is just very injured and they're very bad. So I don't envision a scenario in which they try and play the tank game. Let's just go hang out and just kind of get through this season playing the young guys. That being said, with Jamal Murray out until at least the last month of the season and Porter and Dozier out for the rest of the season, more than likely, you're going to see guys like Zeke Naji, like Bones Highland like Vlako Chanchar, who might have an opportunity suddenly to finally show all the work they've been doing for three years while the Nuggets have been contending and having no room for them in the rotation. That is a very exciting outcome for me because the Nuggets, they are going to be incredibly expensive. And being able to have these kinds of players on rookie deals who aren't glamour right. free agents once the rookie deal is up, to be able to keep the cost of the team low to increase flexibility going forward, that is hyper important to what the Nuggets are doing for the next five years. So being able to see what you really have in Zeke Nagy, is he really this level of a defender and this level of a three-point shooter? That is imperative to learn. Can Bones Highland really be a point guard, not just a lead guard and a volume score, but a guy who can run a bench unit and be able to give Jamal Murray a reprieve when he comes back healthy and you're contending again in a couple of years? Those questions need to be answered, and I'm looking forward to seeing them answered. For sure. We're talking with TJ McBride. Denver Nuggets reporter. You guys can uh, check out his work on MyLifeSports.com. Had a great story about where the Denver Nuggets go from here. And speaking of injuries, our colleague Harrison Wynn just tweeted two minutes ago that uh, Jamichael Green just popped up as questionable for tonight's game with a left elbow sprain. So uh, the injured get more injured, it seems. It's the only way it works when these things happen. The whole cliche of when it rains, it pours yes. is incredibly apt for this situation for the Nuggets right now. And if Jermichael Green is out, you might see Bull Bull play. Like, that is how thin they are getting. Because Vlako Chanchar and Zeke Naji are not just in the rotation, but they're playing 14, 15, 16 minutes a night if the Nuggets continue with this situation. So if you don't have Jermichael Green tonight and you don't have Nikola Jokic, it would not be surprising to me to see Zeke Naji go into the starting lineup and Bull Bull get real minutes off the bench tonight and try and rectify his issues from the past week. Is this the last chance for Bull Bull to try to do anything in a Denver Nuggets uniform? Because it seems like this is the best opportunity he's ever going to have to get some consistent minutes. And look, I know it's kind of a pipe dream that they're going to be able to figure out a way to work him into the rotation. But what is is there any outlook with Bull Bull with this team or is it just kind of a lost cause right now? I, I have lost the vision of what it takes to get Bull Bull to becoming an NBA player. I just yeah. haven't seen it. It's not there. The flashes are beautiful. When he is able to fully display all the skills he has and have a block and a rebound, dribble the ball up the court, make an inside-out dribble and hit a pull-up jumper, Like when you see that, it's staggeringly mesmerizing. Like You can't 
see players doing that in basketball. It doesn't exist. So when you see that, it's tantalizing. But every other moment he is on the court, he doesn't know where to be. He's not giving maximum effort. He's not boxing out. He's not rotating correctly. He's not executing the offense. And this is a situation where they are multiple years into trying to help him become an NBA player, and it still hasn't happened. So how long do you carry faith in a guy who's clearly not deserving of that faith at this point? That can change going forward. I'm not trying to completely end all hope for him. But there has been nothing that I have seen that is any indication that he will be a part of their rotation unless they have no other option. Yeah, that's the unfortunate reality of the situation. All right, they got a game tonight, and it is a betting show, so I want to get your opinion on this one. Right now, I'm seeing Denver getting four or six and a half points on the road, excuse me. But uh, three minutes ago from Tim Reynolds, Jimmy Butler with a tailbone contusion out for tonight's game against the Nuggets. So I'm assuming these odds are going to shift up a little bit. Uh, do you have any confidence backing the Nuggets without Nikola Jokic? I guess I'll just make it that simple. So I don't have confidence in that, but what I do have confidence in is the overhitting because I believe it was 206 and a half, and the Nuggets mm-hmm. are now 7-3 and three in their last 10 games hitting the over, probably because Ooh. they have Vegas has no idea how to judge what the offensive capabilities of them are, and their defense has just fallen off a cliff. They went from like top five to 29th after these injuries. So they don't have the ability to defend, and they're not going to score a whole lot. So that gives it a lot of credence to the perimeter offensive players on the Heat. So what I was looking at prior to the Butler situation was parlaying the Heat minus 7.5 or 6.5, wherever they're at now, with the over. That's what I was looking at, but I'm going to stay away from betting Miami against the spread tonight now and probably just look to the um, over and see if that can cash. All right, good stuff. I got one more for you before we get out of here. What, and this isn't even a Nuggets question, what are the Knicks doing with Kemba Walker? I just saw this morning that he's going to get benched and he's just out of the rotation completely. Do you have any thoughts? Can you help me figure out what's going on with the Knicks and why they're not going to play Kemba Walker? Well, one, you want R.J. Barrett to put the ball in his hands more. Evan Fournier has been very, very good recently, and I and Alec Burks has really blossomed with the ball in his hands. So Kemba Walker, with his lack of explosion and the shot-making just not being there, has kind of just fallen out of the rotation. Wow. And like, normally Tibbs is someone who gets a lot of flack for these kinds of things. I give him a lot of credit for being like, listen, this is just where we're at, and we need to do what we need to do to win basketball games. It's a tough decision for a guy who is from New York to bench yes. a guy like Kemba, but that's the reality that they're stuck with. And honestly, I am more scared of the Knicks with Alec Burks and Evan Fournier in the backcourt than I am with one of those two replaced with Kemba. So I think it does make sense as hard as, as, hard as it is for me to accept it. Good stuff. TJ McBride, you guys can follow him on Twitter at TJ McBride NBA. My man, thank you for a few minutes of your time. We'll do it again soon. Always a pleasure, Emilio. Be safe, my guy. Yes, sir. There he goes. Really good follow on Twitter, guys. Give him a follow at TJ McBride NBA. This guy knows like everything there is to know about the Denver Nuggets. Great insight about Michael Porter Jr. Uh, good insight about tonight's game from a betting perspective and even a little uh, Knicks conversation there at the end. So uh, be sure to follow my guy at TJ McBride NBA. Does a great job for us here at MyLifeSports.com and put up a, a great article talking about where do they kind of go from here, right? Injuries galore for the Denver Nuggets. What's the next step forward? TJ's got you covered there 